Welcome back to the Everything Property Podcast. Proud to announce we are now over one third of the way to 100 eps. So I appreciate everyone that's listened so far and there's plenty more useful educational content to come. Before I get into the next lot of guest podcasts, I'd also like to take today's episode to run through another one of the government's home purchasing assistance schemes. Now, a little bit of a refresher as it's been a few weeks, but in episode 24, we explained what the first home guarantee was. In a nutshell, it is a guarantee that allows first home buyers to buy with only a 5% deposit without paying LMI as the government guarantees the other 15% needed for a 20% deposit. In episode 23, we explained what the first homeowner grant was, which is essentially a $10,000 grant for first home buyers that purchase either a new or substantially renovated home up to the value of $600,000. So if you want a bit of a refresher, please feel free to track back after today's episode and give these eps a listen. I'm trying to keep them to 10 to 15 minutes in length so it's pretty easy to get yourself up to speed and make it sound like you know what you're talking about at the next family barbecue. For today's episode, we'll be explaining the Shared Equity Home Buyer Helper Scheme. Say that 10 times fast. It's important to know that this is an exclusive for New South Wales only and is an initiative of the New South Wales government and looks at supporting and creating opportunities for lower income single parents, older singles and first home buyers who are essential workers to live in their own home. So I know you're probably wondering how it works. Well, the way the scheme works is that the government will contribute up to 40% of the purchase price for a brand new home or 30% for an existing dwelling. This helps participants of the scheme secure a mortgage by reducing the deposit required and allowing people to get into the market with as little as 2% of the purchase price, 2%, 2.0. The way the government secures this is via registering what's called a second mortgage on the title, which is a bit of technical lingo, but the way it boils down is that it just means that should anything go wrong or you sell the property, the bank is the number one mortgage. They will then first pay out the debt owned to the bank. The second will be the government who will then get their portion of the ownership and you as the owner get third. Now, the scheme is a two-year pilot program and it is available for 3,000 participants per year across New South Wales. Now, the government doesn't charge interest. They don't require any contributions or they don't take their portion of the ownership out of the rent, nothing like that. It helps in three main ways. The first is that it reduces the deposit required to purchase a a property, as we said before, only as little as 2%. It reduces the size of the mortgage required to purchase a property. So if the government's coming in and paying for 30 or 40% of the property, well, then you're only paying a mortgage that's 60 or 70% the size of the actual property. And it helps to remove uh, the need for lenders' mortgage insurance. So obviously, with the government coming in and paying 30%, you don't require, you don't need lenders' mortgage insurance. Now, whilst there are a thresholds, the government will pay as I said, uh, 30% of the purchase price for an established home or 40% for a new, newly built one. There's a simple formula that you can sort of work out to see um, what the government's equity contribution is going to be. And essentially, it is 
property price minus your maximum loan approved amount equals the government's equity contribution. So the way you work this out, a bit of a, a real life scenario, um, say if I'm a nurse, I'm looking to buy a newly built home for $900,000. My borrowing capacity is only 585000 So what the government will come in and do, the government will pay $315,000 to allow me to make that purchase. So at a minimum, I would only need 2% of the 900,000 purchase price, which is 18,000 to cover the acquisition costs and then I'd be able to get into that property. Moving forward, if you look at loan repayments, I would then be paying back a loan of 585,000, not 900,000, which also makes an extremely huge difference in terms of affordability. So if you look at a $900,000 loan, 6.5% interest rate, 30 years principal and interest, the weekly repayments on a 900K loan with those parameters is about $1,312 a week. Whereas with this new scheme, your loan would only be 585000 which means your loan repayments on the, on the same terms, 30 years principal and interest, 6.5% interest rate, go down to $853 a week. So there's a difference there of $459 a week or $918 a fortnight. So it's absolutely huge. It's, it's almost half. To be eligible for this initiative, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fair few different uh, eligibility criteria. I'll run through them now. So the first is that you must either be a single parent with a dependent child or children. You must be a single person age 50 or older or you must be a first home buyer employed as a key worker. So a key worker are people like nurses, midwives, paramedics, teachers, early childhood educators, and police officers. You have to have, to be eligible, you have to have a gross household income of no more than $93,200 for singles or $124,200 for couples. You must buy a home with a property price no more than $950,000 and it must be located in either Sydney or a major regional centre. You must obviously be be 18 years of age, a, a citizen or resident, and you must occupy the property as your principal place of residence. That means you live there, it is your house, you're not trying to rent it out like an investment property. If you are a single parent or an older single applicant, you can't own any interest in any other land or property at the same at the time of settlement. And if you are a first home buyer as a as a key worker, you and your spouse or your partner must not have previously owned an interest in any land or property in Australia. You also still have to be able to service the mortgage once your government contribution has been made. So in the example that I used previously, you still need to be able to service a $585,000 mortgage regardless. There's also a few other conditions relating to if you already own some other asset types such as things like stocks, uh, currency, shares or parts in the business. Your assets must not be worth more than 30% uh, of the total property price if your combined gross annual income is more than 90000 or 45% of the purchase price of the property for joint applicants or 65% of the total property price for a single person fifty aged 50 or older. Now, there are a few things about this scheme that I found interesting for, for you as the listeners. The first is that Participants will still remain eligible for first home buyer programs and any stamp duty or land tax concessions where applicable. 
So by all means, that means you can stack together these with a few of the other schemes that we've talking about. Just because you get involved in this scheme doesn't wipe you out for the other one. So it's really good. It means you can use a couple of these. Number two, another thing I found really interesting is that participants can make voluntary payments to increase their share on the property. So the way I interpret that is that you can use this scheme to get yourself in the door, the property door, and then once you've secured the property, you can slowly work to pay the government out of their ownership share and their percentage, whatever it may be, 10, 20, 30%. Now, in terms of conditions, uh, one of the points states that to participate in this scheme, you must not be able to secure approval for the mortgage without the government contribution. So what this means is essentially, if you can buy that $900,000 house because of your income and your, your borrowing capacity, you won't, you won't be eligible. The government writes this scheme and wants you to rely on their contribution of 10 or 30% to get you over the line. So there's no saving some extra borrowing capacity up your sleeve. You need to use all your borrowing capacity and the government's equity percentage, uh, equity contribution to get you into this property purchase. Number four, and uh, another thing I found interesting was that you as the purchaser will still need to provide the funds up front to cover the acquisition costs relating to purchasing the property. So this is things including stamp duty, conveyancing and legal fees, registration fees, settlement fees, uh, charges relevant certificates, property insurance, building inspections, those sorts of things. Now, the government will pay the fee to register the shared equity mortgage, but at a bare minimum, you still need to come up with that 2%. When really you think about it, you know, the maximum on this scheme is uh, 950 grand. So when you're $950,000 house, so when you're paying 2% of that, you're paying 19 grand. It's it's not that much at all. Now, to exit the scheme, to exit the strategy, there's uh, four main ways to do so. The first, as we touched on above, is to pay the government out of their share of the property. The second is to sell the property. So if you are selling the property, first thing that's going to happen is you're paying back whatever loan you own to the bank. You are then paying... You're then paying the government their percentage of the, the property, 30, 40, whatever... 20, 30, 40%, whatever it is, if you refinance or if a payment is required by Revenue New South Wales following a periodic review. Now, to apply, it's it's encouraged um, to head over to the New South Wales government website. I'm not sure if you chuck this in Google, the, the eligibility checker will come up. So it's a little questionnaire thing. You just punch in all your details, your current circumstances, and they'll tell you if you're eligible. Uh, after that, Obviously, make contact um, with a lending partner who offers this scheme. So you should be by now, if you're listening to the Everything Property podcast religiously, the last couple of weeks, you should you should be able to you should be speaking to a mortgage broker. A really good one is going to be able to tell you and guide you towards which lenders are going to offer this scheme and who's the best to go with. Obviously, who's going to let you borrow the mo- borrow the most and offer this scheme, um, and then you make an application. Now you have to sign a few documents. Obviously, one's called the shared equity mortgage docs, etc. And then you have three months to find your house before your pre-approval runs out. Now, there is a note there to say that if you don't find anything in three months, they will extend it for a period, but they say it's only going to be once. So it's obviously... There's only 3,000 spots, so you get that one shot, that one opportunity. This is everything you ever wanted. Are you going to let it capture or let it slip? Let me know. Yeah, so you've got to make sure your, all your ducks are lined up and you maybe already starting to look at a couple of properties you're thinking of purchasing 
by then so you, so you, you don't run out of the three-month timeline. Now, once you find your place, Revenue South Wales will then reconfirm your eligibility criteria, make sure nothing's changed and put that in writing, the amount they're going to contribute. Then obviously you make the purchase of the house, happy days. Then you've got your loan, which is you know in the in the example we used at the first place, five hundred eighty-five thousand dollar loan. You're in a nine hundred thousand dollar house, and you make your payments there. So congratulations if you have used it. That's the steps to take. So look, guys, a short, sharp one today. Just wanted to a summary of the shared equity home buyout helper scheme. Now, unfortunately, it's not a scheme open to all first home buyers, but it does allow for eligible key workers and parents to get into the property market. If I was eligible for such a scheme and able to utilize this scheme, I'd personally look at, I'd look to have the government paying as small as a percentage as I needed, you know, 20% or something like that. And then I'd make voluntary payments to buy back that percentage as possible. Because remember, if you're buying a $900,000 house um, and the government owns this scheme owns 20 percent of that they own one hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of that property now if that property then goes up to 1.2 million dollars in value it means that their 20 percent share moves from one hundred eighty thousand dollars up to two hundred forty thousand dollars so what does property do over time we know that property grows so the later you leave it to buy them out of that share obviously the bigger that share will be so you're gonna need to make a decision whether you want to buy them out whether you're happy to keep just 80% of the property and keep your payments low or, you know, potentially sell the property, cash out the portion that you own and move on to other purchases. But look, that's all we have time for today, guys. Really appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, questions, queries, emotions, let me know about it in the comments on social media and I'll do my best to come back to you with answers.